Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You're listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists to live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr, and I am a full-time photographer with nearly 10 years of experience in the freelancing world. And I'm sitting down with an amazing community of visual artists to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneurs starts right now. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in to Entrepreneurs. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and welcome to episode 52 of Entrepreneurs. How crazy is that? And a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of holidays to you and your family. I just want to wish you all a very prosperous new year coming up. And you know, I was just thinking that a year ago at this time, I was scrambling to get episode one ready to launch for this podcast. And amazingly, we have launched an episode every single week for 52 straight weeks. So I'm feeling very thankful, very appreciative of a darn good year, a very consistent year, which is very hard to do as a content creator. And I just want to say thank you to all of you who tune into the show. It's really in part because of you that I'm able to do this content to consistently show up every week. So if you are enjoying the program, please uh, don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite platform. And if you were to be so generous, I would love a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm really trying to get to 20 reviews. That would be a Christmas miracle if I could. So please, if you got a minute to spare, I would love your feedback on the show. So with that out of the way, we can now move on to the soup du jour, so to speak, the point that you're here, the reason why you're here, I should say. And that is that we have another voicemail question from one of our audience members. And she wants to know about preparing to become a photographer while in college. So I want to say thank you for sending this over. We're going to play this message and get right into it. Hi, I'm Gabriella Whistler from Gainesville, Florida, and I'm a sports photographer. I'm currently in college and trying to figure out what to major in. So what would you suggest um, someone major in that's looking to go into pro sports photography when they're older? All right, Gabriella, thank you so much for the voicemail. Happy holidays to you. This is a really good question. And I know this is a very pressing issue for a lot of freshmen and sophomores who um, are kind of on a time crunch. You have to declare what your major is going to be rather quickly, which is a, a very anxious time. I know I, I went through this, even though I was not a photographer at that time. I understand exactly what you're going through. And so kudos to you for asking this question, because truth be told, I am so far removed from my college days that I honestly would not have thought of bringing this topic up uh, organically. So I appreciate the question. Now, I'm going to answer this rather abruptly, I would say. And then I'm going to try to elaborate on it a little bit afterwards with a little bit more insight. So just bear with me. My ultimate take on this is that it doesn't matter what you major in. All right. So I apologize in advance of how abrupt that answer is. I don't mean to dismiss the question, 
But, you know, this photography industry, regardless of what field you go into, whether it's advertising, photography, editorial, event-based, food photography, whatever, it doesn't really have any strong mandates on college majors. And in fact, if I could go one step further, you could probably do a lot of jobs without a degree at all. You know, you might need a certification to be a personal trainer or a barber, but you actually don't need one to practice your photography professionally. So what I'd like to do is, is kind of shift this question away from what do I have to major in in college to what skills do I need to sharpen while I'm in college? Okay, so the answers that you possess to that latter question is really what's going to determine your ability to get work either by freelance or full time employment, whether it's in sports or weddings or something else. So I wrote down a quick list of areas that I would recommend studying to any young creatives going through college, particularly yourself, getting ready to enter this photography world. All right, so Gabriella, the first area that I would look into is personal finance courses, okay? So this is, to me, the bedrock of your survival skill base. And the reason why I say that, the reason why I believe so firmly in that is because truly, you will engage with money for the rest of your life, guaranteed, all right? There will never be a point where you don't engage with it. You know, you may not engage with art history or Shakespearean literature or trigonometry or even political science, but as long as you live, and I hope you live a very long and fruitful life until you're 125 years old, you're going to engage with money, either by earning it, owing it, saving it, spending it, or investing it. And generally, the way it works is that it only gets more complicated as you get older. So you should really get a foundation for how to manage your assets right now while you're young to prepare for life's inevitable curveballs. You know, the older you get, the more likely your debts and your expenses are going to go up, either by choice, like starting a family or buying a home or investing in your business, or by force, like higher medical bills, insurance rates, or inflation. So what that often usually means is that you might end up with more things for you to manage as you get older at the same time that your earned income is actually going down as you head into retirement. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Get a grasp on personal finance now when your life is actually the simplest it's probably ever going to be so that you can maybe better handle a potential shitstorm that will occur in 15 years when you've got kids and you've added on a mortgage and medical bills and business expenses and a diverse investment portfolio. I mean, at that point, it's hard to keep track of what's what and where's where. So just keep that on the back burner simmering a little bit. You know, it's only likely going to get more complex as you get older in regards to managing your assets and your finances. Okay, so it's better to have a foundation now. And on the subject of retirement, which I would assume is probably the farthest thing from your mind right now, which is probably rightfully so, I wasn't too different. Uh, just remember that you're going to need to proactively fund that yourself to sort of accommodate for your, your non-working years, or as I like to call it, your unemployed years, which retirement is basically unemployment, right? So if you plan on retiring at 65 and you live until 95, you have to account for 30 years of unemployment. That's what retirement is. So it's really important that you develop some sort of financial literacy to plan for these inevitabilities along with all the other aspects of managing money. So if there are any courses that you can take to help you understand how money works and how to manage it, it would be the very first thing that I would look for. The second course I would look for is any form of entrepreneurship class that deals with self-employment and small business finances and taxation. So I'm not saying that you have to major in any of this, but I would strongly suggest seeking out classes that can give you some form of insight into how to run your business. I know it's not that sexy, but you know, you're going to have these questions eventually. You know, how do you fill out a Schedule C? What is a Schedule C? You know, what deductions can you take advantage of? How do you calculate quarterly estimates? How do you pay yourself a salary as an LLC? And even just generically, what are the key differences between employment and self-employment? And similar to personal finance and how I was mentioning that it gets more complicated as you get older, so does professional finance because you're going to separate your personal income from your professional income. So while you're in school, get familiar with the kind of macro sense of what self-employment entails. And once you understand a lot of the conceptual ideas behind the why do you do this, why do you do that, you will invariably learn the more micro details of how to do this and how to do that. 
And truth be told, even if you spend the next 20 years or 30 years of your life right out of college working a full-time job for somebody else, having some foundation of self-employment literacy is going to ultimately lessen the fear of you starting your own business if you ever choose to down the road. Because I don't want you facing a situation where one day you have the opportunity to start a business or pursue a new venture as an entrepreneur, only for you to be terrified that you don't have any of the skills or the know-how to do so, and therefore you never take the chance. All right, so the next aspect that I would suggest looking into is sort of twofold. One, I would look for any form of journalism classes outside of the very obvious photojournalism classes. And two, I would look for any art classes outside of the obvious photography classes. And so I suggest this because I actually believe it's going to make you a lot more well-rounded. Like it's going to it's going to prepare you a lot better as you enter in the actual profession. Because the reality is you're not always just going to be asked, "Hey, shoot this baseball game or shoot this football game." You know, you might actually be asked to do a lot more different things. So I would suggest finding journalism classes that teach you the other side of covering a story, right? So actually learn how to write an article, learn how to interview people, learn how to be an editor and determine what the publication needs photographically versus just seeing it from the photographer's vantage point. So really diversify your experience when you're in college, you know, learn how to set up a two camera shot with a soccer coach in her office with terrible lighting, okay, get used to miking someone up and directing an interview. And these are very realistic things that you might encounter in the field of photography, let alone the actual sports photography field, which is is certainly possible. And maybe your photojournalism classes cover these bases, but maybe they don't. So, you know, really ask your counselors about that. I'm just giving you some ideas of what to seek out. And on top of that, look for some art classes that will diversify your creative palette, you know, so don't just focus solely on photography. So maybe find a film theory class to gain appreciation of how cinematography can really impact story and mood. You know, take a painting class to really understand the the power of light and shadows and where they should be placed. And even a graphic design course to really understand how images can be used and will be used from a marketing side. These are all areas that can help you develop your visual palette. All right. So the last thing that I would advise, and this is the most important takeaway here, is really no study class at all. It's about finding ways to actively work in photography while you're at school, you know, at least photography adjacent. So contact your teachers, contact your counselors, talk to them about what your ambitions actually are. Maybe it means you apply for an internship. Maybe it means you work for the school paper. Maybe it means you work for the athletic department. You know, there are so many resources there for you as a student. So I would hit the pavement really hard and try out as many opportunities as possible while you're there. And I say this as someone who never pursued these avenues in college because I had no idea what I wanted to do after college. You know, you have the luxury of identifying what it is that you want to do. You know, you want to get better at this. So to me, this is what college is all about. It's about opportunity and taking advantage of that to get a leg up, to build that runway for your life. And the great thing about this, Gabriella, is that you have very little risk at play here and all the benefits at your disposal. So hit your guidance counselors up and your professors up as soon as you can, maybe after winter break, and just let them know that you don't know what to do. You know, you don't really know what the first step is. So you need a little bit of help. There's no shame in that. They might even be able to help connect you to the athletic director that you don't know, or the newspaper editor or the radio station DJ or whoever it might be. And I totally understand that declaring a major is sort of time sensitive, you need to fill core credits toward that major. So it's not something you can really postpone for a super long time. But just remember, the major is not the most important thing. What's important are the skills that you come out of college with and the experience that you're open to. So whether you major in video editing or photojournalism or marketing or whatever it might be, just balance your college career out with some electives that that really round out your creative and business arsenal. Now, I'm not actively involved with many colleges or universities to know what is or isn't being covered for aspiring professional photographers. You know, I've heard my fair share of horror stories about what isn't being covered. But to be honest with you, that's just a different fight altogether. And I think the best approach is to assume that the college is not going to be at your beck and call. You know, they're not going to walk you through every step of what you might face in your career. They're not going to tell you to take this course on self-employment or taxation. You know, I think that burden is on you, fair or unfair. 
And I get it. It's a tough situation. You know, you don't know what you don't know, not just at your age, but my age and anybody else's age, you know, and I think that's why we need to keep asking these questions to the people that are surrounding us. And so I'm super appreciative that you've asked me that's step one, but keep asking the people at your school who know the curriculum, who know the instructors, who know the opportunities that they can provide you. If you can do that, you're going to be well on your way. So this was a fabulous question, Gabriella. I I really hope that I was able to give you just a little bit of insight, maybe at the very least, ease the pressure off you just a little bit as you declare in your major. For the rest of you who would like to have something answered on the show, hit us up at speakpipe.com slash entrepreneurs and leave your question. Wishing you all the very best in your endeavors. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I'll see you next week. Hey, everybody, this is Michael Durr. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end of the episode. I hope you'll follow, tag, and engage with us on our Instagram account at EntrepreneursPod. We've also launched our website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It is the central hub where you can sign up for our newsletter, read our blog posts, send us voicemails, and even access discounts from our amazing affiliates. It's also the perfect spot to shout out entrepreneurs with what would be an immensely appreciated five-star rating and review. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can even make a small donation that's really going to help accelerate the growth of this podcast. But no matter what you do, folks, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting this program. There are a lot of great photography podcasts out there, and I am just grateful to have gained your trust even for a moment. Take care, everyone. See you next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.